This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Today's episode is brought to you by Kettle and Fire. Kettle and Fire makes Kato soups, classic soups, and bone broth. It's uh, If you're into a healthy lifestyle, healthier complexion, immunity system, a healthy gut, Kettle and Fire is for you. If you'd like to order from Kettle and Fire, use the promo code WAYPOINT. Get 15% off on any classic soups, Kato soups, and their famous bone broth. Remember to use the promo code WAYPOINT to get 15% off on all products at Kettle and Fire. Clear the airwaves. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is the Real Guy Podcast. Hey guys, this is Stephen Busaka, and I'm here with Jeff Maggio, and welcome to the Real Guy Podcast. Jeff, how you doing today, man? Dude, I'm chilling. Chilling. It's always cool. I, I I don't start the podcast off very often, but when I do, it's it's kind of cool. You like doing the intro? It's not bad. It's it's something different. You know, I, I don't I don't. It's not my thing to do every time, but once in a while, it's kind of cool. You should like make it longer. Longer. Well, and they call me the Lunker Dog. The Lunker Dog? I'm here with the Lunker Dog, Jeff. But that goes without saying, though, you know? No, dude, the whole, <laughs> the whole idea of a podcast is to say, the, say stuff. I know. Man. I just didn't want to be too predictable. And speaking of being predictable. Dude, intros are always predictable. Yeah, I know. We but... grew up watching Happy Days. Dude, dude I it... actually, so when I was growing up, my mom always had um, Nick at Night and all that stuff and TV Land playing. So Happy Days was like one of those regulars on there. Right. And I used to watch Happy Days just for the intro because I loved the intro song. And as soon as the song was over, I used to change the channel. Right. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, that's what I mean. Like, that was Happy Days was, was the original best ever intro. Yeah. And it was the same every time. So it's okay. Touche. It's okay to be predictable. Touche. All right. Well, speaking of predictable, so I actually came to a little, I had a little bit of an epiphany. I don't have those very often, but once in a while I have an epiphany. Why don't you give us the definition of an epiphany since it's the Real Guy Network and the vocabulary levels out there are oh. on the low side? <laughs> Gosh. So for those of y'all that don't know what the epiphany is, <laughs> an epiphany is basically a almost like a realization of something. So you realize something. I realize something. Okay. Yeah, an epiphany. All right. 
And uh, I, I want to say it was, I was actually, it was Billy from Billy's Curbside Grill that actually kind of helped me realize it. Yes, it was him. So I was chilling with Billy uh, at his house last night because uh, we went frog gigging last night. Frog gigging? Yeah, we'll get it. Well, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. So um, a couple years ago, Billy, because Billy's big avid hunter, uh, a couple years ago, he was on this whole high where he really wanted to get a wild turkey. Like, he was all gun-ho about going to South Carolina and Georgia and getting him his turkey. Was he practicing his calls and stuff? Actually, he was. That's what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, he was. And he was all high, He was all fired up about it. Long story short, he gets one. And um, he got it mounted. You know, it's in the house where we're all going to be living together under one roof. That's his house, right? His parents' house. All right, good call on the mount then. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he got the mount and... Um, but I happened to bring up to him, I was like, man, Billy, I said, you know, after you got that turkey, I said, how come you never went and shot another one? He was like, dude, he goes, it's the craziest thing. He goes, I, I wanted so bad to get one. He goes, and then I got one. He said, and I kind of like didn't really have much of a desire and to go. Over it? Yeah. He goes, so I got it mounted and I was kind of over it. He goes, it's funny. And then he was, then he was saying about, he goes, um, it's funny. He goes, you know, I did this. Uh, I got a gator. I went gator hunting. I got that gator mount. He goes, it was weird. He goes, I didn't really want to, I didn't really have a huge desire to go get gator no more. So I suddenly, I suddenly was seeing a trend. It was like every time he got something, he got it mounted. All of a sudden he was over it. Right. And as you know, as I've been talking to you about these past couple of weeks, I was all excited because I want to get a, a bonefish mount. Now I'm kind of, and you, you know, we're just like, you know, wait till you get a big, big one, which we agreed on, but I'm actually kind of afraid to get one now because now I'm like afraid that if I get one mounted, I'm not going to want to freaking go catch them no more. Yeah. You never know. I hope not. I don't think that's the problem. I got mine mounted and I kept getting them. Yeah. Matter of fact. Well, I mean, but you don't fish for them religiously though. Like you used to either though. I'm working all the time. That's what I mean. So we just fish for tarpon. So I, I take people tarpon fishing. Yeah, dude, I barely even take people snook fishing anymore. I wish you did. I wish you did snook again. Man. I'm not posting snooks. Have you seen me post a snook? No, I'm not posting them anymore. No, I'm not. I'm not going to post snooks until you're not spot allowed, stealing stuff. You're not allowed to kill them anymore. That's actually not a bad idea. I think that's admirable. Or I still think. No, let me take that back. Let me take that back. I will sport a snook. If it's a big one, snooks over thirty pounds. I will sport any time of the year. Yeah, but I'm not sporting any snooks, even the thirty pounders. Like if I catch a thirty pounder in the summer, I'm not going to sport it till the fall. It's like with the YouTube videos. You guys used to <laughs> oh, like oh, post oh, them oh. like weeks later. Well, of course you had to, but not, but this isn't spot stealing technology. This is more about, I don't know, kind of leading by example. Like, in my opinion, we shouldn't be killing snooks no more. I've, yeah. I've, I've, that's, I, see, I wasn't even sure if we were allowed to say that on the podcast because I know there are people in our network. And I get it. Yes, you know, you are following the rules, you know, the regulations. Oh, I get it. Don't get me wrong. I don't give a shit what they do. I don't care if they, you know, as long as they stay within the legal limits. Yeah, but like, I still don't think know, we think, should be... I just don't think we should be doing it. I don't. I could give two shits what they do. All I can say is, the guys that sport the photos of the big, beautiful snooks that are untouched and they look nice and clean, and you let them go. 
Those photos look nicer than the two dead ones in that stupid cooler of yours. Duh. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. They act like those dead snooks. Like I want to see that. They I, sport them too. They sport the. They'll sport them hard. And if you're going to kill snooks and all that, I mean, I don't. I, 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 you know, that's totally up to you. I don't think you know you're a bad person if you do it or whatever. No, I just I don't. I just feel like after the freeze, the snook population is still from what I keep from what I keep hearing. It's still not what it was. From before the freeze. Dude, there's only a few places in the state that it's even close to have a resemblance of what it was. Yeah. And I just feel like every Dude, time you kill snook, There was a time when Port Everglades would... Every, I'd rather fish Port Everglades on a nightly basis than Jupiter Inlet on a nightly basis. They probably have bigger fish in there, too. I don't know if they were bigger, smaller, more or less. All I can tell you is there was an argument, anyway, for Port Everglades. This must have been a while ago. It wasn't that long ago because I was guiding. This is Freshwater Rob um, era. So what's that, 20 years ago? 15, 20 years 18 ago. 18 years ago? Yeah. 18 years ago, we would have, I would do snook trips in Port Everglades. And it'd be the five-hour trip or until you went through 30 baits. I would get 30 baits. And most of the trips were done in about three and a half hours. They would go through all 30 baits. In three and a half hours. Correct. They would go through all 30 baits. And pretty much every night, we'd get one or two fish over 20 pounds. Every night? Every single night. Dude. And I'm talking about releasing 12, 14 fish a night. Yeah. And some of them mostly big ones. And some of them really big ones. And that was an average night. You know what I mean? And that was in Port Everglades? Port Everglades. Exactly. There's no way you do that now here. Not, not, no way you could do that now. Dude, there's hardly a snook out there. Sad. Not to say that you can't catch a snook out there. I'm just saying that there's not a snook out there like that where you could friggin' have a debate whether or not Jupiter was better. I mean, yeah, obviously now the debate, obviously, you know, the pendulum swings way over to Jupiter now. But that's impressive, though. You get that many, and that's all quality fish. Keep in mind too. No, oh, they were big, they were big fish, and we 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 had more of a we had more, a better chance of catching the bigger fish than the smaller fish than the smaller fish at that time. And the way we fished them, which I would never tell, even to this day, the way we fished them, we would pick out the biggest female snooks out of all the snooks that were down there, and those were the snooks that would eat our baits. And today I, I won't even post a snook during the summer anymore because the few snooks that are still out here, I think they really could, like, you know, need a, lot, protection. a lot less pressure. <laughs> well, I actually, I never asked you this. What, do you, what did you guys consider a big snook? Not, I'm not saying huge, but just like, you know, a big snook. What was it, like upper slot or what was considered a big snook? No, slot snook was, for again, a pure snook. That was like a pure snook. So overslot was at least considered big. 20 pounds. Was considered big. Was considered big. So under 20 was still considered not big? Eh. It was, I mean, they're all good fish. And some of those fish between 15 and 20 pounds fight better than the bigger ones. Yeah. They so, can you get... know, you always appreciated that size fish. But there was a lot, a lot of fish, you know, between 15 and, say, 22 pounds. 
And then once that's the, a great size. Once fish. the snook gets about twenty pounds, it's like really impressive. And their face starts to get all deformed. Their lips get all big. Like a Labrador, and right? Then, no, not like a Labrador. That's bullshit. Blair Wiggins. That's a Blair Wiggins term. <laughs> Catching those little half snake, half. He said snook. Labrador. He said they get the Labrador head. Yeah, these don't have no Labrador head. These are more like Rottweiler heads. You know what I mean? I mean, these snooks got a hump on their back, and it's like at what at what a lot, of girth, a lot of girth. I know that you know we don't really do inches down here on the East Coast, but what? what well, yes, is, they do. These nerds are really doing that. Yeah, it's well, a little but, revolting, but they're doing it. What is so? What what in inches <laughs> roughly? What would be considered a twenty-pound snook? Are we talking like thirty-seven inches, or what? What would be considered twenty-pound snook? About forty-one, forty-two inches. How big would a 30 pound be? Like four, over 45, I'm assuming? Yeah, it could change because some of these snooks are so fat and so girthy. And then some, it's, then it's and weird, then, some are then really thin. And some of them are thin and long. So it could really, there's a big difference. And that's what the, my, my biggest, my biggest, all right, here's the way I look at it. If you have to measure it to know if it was 30 pounds or not, it wasn't 30 pounds. You just feel it. When you get when you get a thirty pound snook, it'll be something like you've never seen before. So have you ever seen anything close to that before? Then it's not a thirty pound snook. What was the biggest one you ever got? I think you told me was it forty eight? No, uh, about forty two pounds maybe. I'm, I'm talking about inches. Was it wasn't it like forty eight inches? Forty eight, but it was like. I want to say it was 28 and a half inches around or something. That was off the beach, right? That one off the beach? No. No. Oh, wait. Was that the one you caught like like two years ago or something like that by yourself? I caught one a couple years ago by myself that was close to that, but not like that. That was big. Oh, I know the one you're talking about off the beach. You know, yeah, there was a video. video. Yes. He was up there, but I don't think it was quite that big. Where was the 42? Was that here in Lauderdale you caught that one? Right here in Lauderdale. Caught multiple fish in Lauderdale that were 38 pounds, 39 pounds, like really big friggin' snooks. I'd love to see, I'd love to friggin' catch one that big because I feel like that'd be like you catch that thing, it's like, whoa. Well, even back then, to get a fish that big, even with all the fish that I told you about, what was I telling you? Most of the fish, you know, a big one would be 25 pounds. So think about that. A 38 pound fish, right, is 13 pounds bigger than 25. <laughs> 13 pounds is serious. Yes. That's like freaking. Yes, and that's what I mean. When you see that fish, you'll know that fish. If you even, if it even crosses your mind, whether it is or it isn't, it isn't. Can, you, can a fish that big even jump? Yes. They can jump out of the water. Fish that big can do anything it wants. Shit. But anyway, that's real snook fishing back in those old days. That's awesome. So did you guys go out frog gigging last night? <laughs> we did. Did you really? We actually did. How did it go? Uh, terrible. What do you mean terrible? So we were basically out there, and you know Billy's gonna kill me for telling everybody this. And hold on, slow down. Who's the frog gigger out of the bunch? What do you mean? Who all went last night? So it was me, Billy from Billy's Curbside Grill, and uh, our friend Sean. All right. Had Billy ever gone frog gigging before? No. What about Sean? No. So then it would be you by process of elimination. Once with Drew like three years ago. All right. So you're a novice at frog gigging. I don't. Well, yeah, and I'd still use that term lightly. Okay. <laughs> Just don't sound good. No, it doesn't. So 
Well, here's the thing. They asked me where we should go. And I told them. Okay, now here's the problem. All we had was a little trolling motor for the John boat. The trolling motor maybe goes, I don't even know if it goes a mile per hour. It goes like half a mile per hour. Right. It's a trolling motor. Right. So, you know, originally <clears throat> I said, well, we need to go all the way, like way down there. And he was like, we're not going to be able to do this with this motor. It's battery power. We can't do it. So I was like, all right. I said, well, where do you want to, where were you thinking? He was, and everybody was just like, well, let's just kind of comb this area kind of off to the side over here. You know, we could still see. Because it gets dark out there, too. Because on 27, there's no freaking streetlights. You, you just pulled off at 27 somewhere. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we got out there a little bit early. We were chilling out. We were eating a bag of peanuts, which was peanuts actually were pretty good. I was kind of surprised. Two ate the whole bag. Dude, but anyways, that's part. I know. That's, yeah, I know. Anyway, so <laughs> long story short, we're out there four and a half hours. Now, I remembered from last time... A key thing is that you have to wait till it gets dark. And I mean like dark. Right. So you got him last time you went with Drew? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't phenomenal, but we got him. Okay. That was, was, was again, long as my, you get him, it was a successful trip. Are you going to make it, dude? I'm good. No, sorry. I had to hiccup there. <laughs> so sure you're going to get through. <laughs> We're 15 minutes in. I, I know. to see it fall over. I know, right? So we, uh, we had, I knew we had to wait till it got dark. Right. But like. Dark, like like how it is right now. Pitch dark. That's how it has to be. Right. All right. So we had our spotlights, our headlights, everything, and I knew what to look for. Dude, we went around four and a half hours. Dude, all right. So why did you bring up the dark thing? Did you guys go in the light? Well, we got there a little bit early. What's early? What time? I think we got there like six thirty, six forty-five, and doesn't get start getting dark till eight. Dude, it's not dark till 8.45, so you were two hours early. Yeah. Okay. So then we're freaking going around for like two and a half, three hours. Around and around. And we did not see one frog. Okay. Now let me tell you why that really got me fired up. Fired up good or bad? Bad. Okay. We're in the middle of the Everglades. All right. Swampland. Looking for frogs. Right. Okay. Not looking for a freshwater snook or something. You know, we're not looking for skunk ape out there. We're just looking for a frog. Right. Like, you'd think there'd be freaking everywhere you look. No frogs. Not even a, not one. Not one. I literally got to a point, we literally got to a point because we said, listen, we get one frog, when we get one frog tonight, it's going to be great. So so we're all going to assume that you guys suck. Had frog egging. It was pathetic. Well, you went the wrong time with the wrong equipment. No, no. Well, the motor. That was the wrong equipment. Right, wrong? If we had the different motor, it would have been fine. So it would be wrong time, wrong equipment. It, it, it was the wrong place because there was no frogs there. Yeah. All right. You kind of pretty much hit on all cylinders. Yeah. So I called Drew this morning. I basically asked him for some advice. And the first thing he said to me was, because, again, I knew where we had to go. But the trolling motor, we couldn't get there. So I said, to, the first thing Drew said to me is, what kind of motor did Billy have? I told him it was a trolling motor. He goes, dude. He goes, you got the wrong motor. Duh. He goes, that motor, and that, the motor that Drew's buddy had, of course, is like a $7,000 motor. What was it? It was a mud motor. You ever heard of that? The kind that kind of... 
you can get up in like two inches of water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was a. It's like six or seven thousand dollars. And as soon as I told Billy, he was like, "Yeah." He goes, "I know what that is." He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "I can't buy. That's too expensive." Dude, you guys were like the guys at the pier that show up at the Zebco. <sighs> Please don't ever compare at, us to that at again. At one o'clock in the afternoon. Please don't compare us to that. With not even dead shrimp for bait, like canned clams or something. I mean, that's bad, Busaka. Well, hold on, because Brian Sanders used clam, clam, canned clams. Oh, go ahead. Tell people secrets now. They don't know what to use it for. Brian Sanders, that's like friggin' uh, Everglades City Mafia. He might... Break, might, break my arms? You might want me to edit that. I, I might I, want I, you to I edit, that, edit out. that out. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. <laughs> so, all right. Let's, let's back up. Let's pretend... That, that we did this right? That you did it right. Okay. And you guys got 100 frogs. What were you going to do with the frogs? We're going to have frog, freaking fried frog legs, dude. Frog leg fry. Yeah. And, and you were going to be invited. And Billy was going to do the frog leg fry? He knew about yeah, this? Yeah, he's a chef, dude. He's a chef, but he's not a good frog fisherman. Listen, first time doing it. You know, we all were there. You know, but just... Listen, at the end of the day, it was nice being out of the house. Again, you do something. It's cool to hang out with the boys. But, you know, the difference was, too, it was also like 90 degrees even in the dark. So we're pouring sweat. Well, yeah, that's part of frog gigging in the summer, dude. Well, not last time we did it. Last time it was beautiful. Because it, hasn't, it hadn't rained that much that last time we went. Now it's been so it's humid. So we got the humidity. You would think the frogs would like that. You, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, you legit. And then there was also freaking mosquitoes out there. The last time Drew and I went, not one mosquito. In the Everglades. Not one. I've never Jeff, been out I there swear like to that. you, not one. And we were out there. I was basically like shorts and t-shirt we were out there in. And we were fine. But again, it wasn't raining like it was two, three years ago like it was now. Those were the years of the fires. Was that? Yeah. We saw one in the, in, out in the distance, actually. We saw a fire. That's what I mean. It was the year of the fire. It was dry out there. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I got to tell you, the time when I went out there with Mitchell and Jordan, it wasn't, there were some mosquitoes, but it wasn't like crazy. Yeah, but there was fires like crazy, There was too. a lot of fires. That's why. Well, I that smoke that. probably kept the mosquitoes away. Something like that. Have you ever frog gigged? No. I've had fried frog legs before. They're good, aren't they? Yeah. I like them. Yeah, I mean, I, I like them. Um... Where did I see them last? Oh, we went to, uh, oh, we went to Catfish Dewey's. You two go there? Was it good? I haven't been there for ages. Is it any good? But people were bringing it up, and they still had the commercial and stuff, and um, me and Lamont went there. And we sat down, and we freaking crushed some fried catfish. See, I can't, you love catfish. I can't stand catfish. Well, you could have had the fried frog legs there. Yeah. They also got fried frog legs at the Rust again. Rustican is good. Rustican's expensive as hell, but it's good. Mom, you know that's my mom's favorite place to go on her birthday for dinner. It's a good place. Rustican. It's a good place. I've always liked the Rustican. Had great times there. It's one of those places that's just like a. It's not exactly what you call a small mom and pop, but it's one of those places that. Um, it's mom and pop. You couldn't imagine it not being there. Well, it was mom and pop. Some big company came in and bought it from them. Paid them a lot of dough for it. Really? Too. Yeah. Like There's I, still only one, though, I think, right? Right, right. And I think they're going to keep it the way it is, but some big company bought it and paid them a lot really? of dough. Oh, they must have paid them a ton because even before that, they were making a ton of money at that place. Well, anyway, they got fried frog legs there. That's awesome. No, I love fried frog legs. I love them. But the, um, no, I just, I, I'll be honest with you. I was a little bit 
I was a little bummed because I was really thinking, again, it's, it's frog. It's not like we're looking for a unicorn out there. You know what I mean? Like, Are you trying to say that like frog gigging is not a sport? I 100% think it's a sport. Well, then you can get your ass kicked at any time in any sport. That is true. There you go. That is true. I mean, it's a redneck sport. I wouldn't expect you friggin' uh, millennial GQ oh, metrosexual types out there with your little electric motor. Was the electric motor because you guys like being like super eco-friendly or something, like greenies? No, he just decided to bring that because he wanted to go slower. I he think... thought that we would see them easier, and I just kind of said, okay. Because I'll be honest, I didn't know what motor we had last time. Because, again, it was three years ago, too. But... I uh, I basically just I would like to do it differently next time because Billy does said he said his dad has a two stroke motor, Mercury. He said that we could put on the John boat and then we can actually go like out to where we need to be. Well, you you guys should do like um. You guys should have like dolphin fisherman insurance if you're gonna go frog gigging next time. Dolphin fisherman insurance? You don't know what dolphin fisherman insurance is? No, is that like? The brand? No. You're talking about actual, like, dolphin. Dolphin fishermen. People that target dolphin. Especially the weekend warrior types. You mean, like, that where, like, they sport, like, the mahi-colored apparel? Of, could be a lot of different reasons, and they dress a lot of different ways. Now they got <laughs> tattoos and stuff on their necks and everything. But they're the dolphin fishermen guys that go on the weekends. Okay. All right? Now, all the dolphin fishermen guys' wives, significant others, and friends... Make sure that they go grocery shopping and have something else to eat beside dolphin, assuming that they're not going to catch enough dolphin or get skunked to feed everybody. So they go out and they pre-shop for that. That's their insurance meal. Knowing damn well that it's... Almost like an emergency meal, basically. Well, they know damn well that them going fishing and bring something home to eat is a total crap Slim to numb. Right. Yeah. That's what you guys got to do next time you guys go frog gigging. So we actually ate before we left. And it's funny. We ate before we went out, and we actually had a uh, a classic Cajun crawfish boil without the crawfish. We used uh, jumbo shrimp instead. Would you try to catch them too? No. <laughs> we bought those. <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> what did you think I was going to give you a break? No. <laughs> you think I was, just I was let... afraid to even talk to you about you this tonight. I, you think I was going to let you ride about hanging out in the Everglades with an electric motor Dude, and all the wrong equipment. Did I, tell you, did I tell you that Billy actually said to me, he was like, dude, you're not going to talk about this on the podcast with Jeff, are you? <laughs> and I said, dude, I have to. I said, he knows that we're going out. He goes, you could just tell him we didn't. We decided to cancel the last thing. I said, no, we got to tell him. You got to tell Billy he's in the crew now. And what that means is. If it happens. You, ne- you can't hide. No. <laughs> it's all coming out of the table. It's like the mafia. You can't, once you're in, <laughs> there's right. no way out. That's right. <laughs> When are you going to get that kid in here for a podcast? Dude, I keep trying to get him in here. And today he was just like, oh, you know, we went snakehead fishing this morning. And he was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be too, I'm too tired to do that tonight. Oh, you didn't tell me he wiggled out like that. Well, I didn't think it mattered. Oh, dude, there's, dude, there's reasons not to come in and do a podcast. And then, you know, dude, <laughs> dude, <laughs> Billy, does he realize that he's in now? I don't know. I keep telling him, like, yeah, you do. Jeff wants you to come do the podcast. He's like, oh, yeah, not today. I've always wanted to podcast a guy that has to serve people out of a frigging truck like that. That's like a big thing going on. And I told him it's going to be great because he'll probably get more business. 
Well, it's a big thing going on. People want to know about food truck guys. Billy's a freaking badass food truck guy. I they got to... better quality food a lot of times in a lot of restaurants. Dude. I was going to leave that up to him to say, but he won't come in here and do a podcast. I'll get him to come in. Well, or when I move in, you can suck it up and come west of freaking Federal Highway and come oh, to the that's house. that's a good idea. When you move in, we'll do it virtual. I could be here. You can no, be here. No, 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 no. You got to be at the housewarming party. Dude, do you guys even get internet west of Federal Highway? Yes, we do. Apparently, though, Sean, because Sean is actually living with us, too. Sean loves video games. And apparently, the way that everything is set up in the house. So, Sean, God bless him. He is such a nice guy. Sean plays video games till, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. And he lives on a diet of hot dogs and pancakes. All right, Sean's not quite in yet. No. But he... um, Apparently, whenever he plays his Xbox and his video games, apparently you can't get service on on your phone, Billy told me. So that's going to be interesting. Which is another reason why I'm not going west of, west of Federal Highway to do a podcast he only, he with only, people that gub up on internet friggin' bandwidth playing games. Are you kidding me? He only does it, thankfully, at like he starts at like 10 o'clock at night. Does he even podcast? Does he listen to podcasts? Is he a podcast? I don't think so. Or, it's all right. You're starting to make me wonder. Dude, Ch- Billy said chances are he'll be in bed most of the time anyway. Billy said he hardly sees him. I think you might want to check into that place you saw on the beach or something just to have like a backup plan. <laughs> kind of like dolphin insurance. Yeah. <laughs> Not a bad idea. I don't know. Just saying. I know. I know. I'm just saying. I know. A whole house full of freaking millennials like that. You never know what you're going to freaking get. <sighs> And no, the, well, listen. And you, the Sean guy's making me a little nervous. No, you met Sean, remember? You you actually met him that night at the, the grill. He came out. <laughs> he's a nice kid, I'm man. Just, he's a nice I'm kid. I'm just messing around. I know. He's a nice kid. No, but I, I am expecting you to come visit, though, at some point. To Cooper City. To Cooper City. Nicole even said she'll come. The next time we go out to Miranda Farms, then you guys can meet us there, which is in Davie. It's like halfway. No, you just keep going a couple, just go like five miles down more and you come to the house. Well, then I'm not at Miranda Farms. That's all right. <laughs> Dude, Nicole said she'll come over. Nicole does stuff like that. And you can too. Like, for, all right, for Nicole to go west of Federal Highway, to go all the way out to Cooper City, it's like going to the zoo or something for her. You know what I mean? It's an event. It's something she can come back to the east side of town and talk about. Yeah, and you could do that. You, Dude, that could be a hell of a podcast. You going freaking west of Federal Highway for the first time in Lord knows how many years. I go west of Federal Highway, but it's very, very rare do I get off of 595 or 75 when I do so. And that's what I'm saying. So you and do then that. I go it's going to be way, huge. Then I go all, the way across the st- I'll go all the way across the state, and then I switch. Then I won't go east of 441. <laughs> Dude, you do it. I'm telling you, do it once. And we're going to do a podcast about it and how you felt. It's going to be almost like a therapy session. Well, I'm just saying... That's how I roll. I'm, I know. I'm either I'm either east of east of Federal Highway. Yeah. Or west of 41. Okay. I'm well, a coastal type person. I am too. But guess what? Sometimes we have to make sacrifices. Like they did at Cooper. Like they did at uh, what's the name of that place you're at? What do you mean? Cooper City. Cooper City. Yeah, they sacrificed the whole Everglades to have that neighborhood. Mowed it right down. That is true. Filled it in with concrete and white rock, and now there's a town called Cooper City there. How many cities are west of Cooper City now? I think Davie is west no, of that, No, Davie's right? east or of Cooper City. Or is he east of it? 
So Weston is west. What else is out there? I don't even know. Is Cooper City that far west? Or is there more more out there? All I know I don't is know. when you come across 75 now, it's like there's neighborhoods all the way out forever. Well, yeah. Again, all that overdevelopment that we always talk about. Right. But... No, it'll be it'll be good. I'm I'm I tell you what, I'm I'm really looking forward to you coming to visit over there one day. It's gonna You're be really great. Pushing that visit thing, that's like an Italian guilt thing. You think no, it's gonna it's work not. on me? <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna actually have Billy cook something nice that night too. Cool. Then you can bring it over and then no, we'll... yeah, no, I'll bring it over to you at the table while you're sitting there in the dining room. <laughs> You know, it just once. It'll be good. Don't worry about it. You'll you'll be fine, dude. I tell you what. If you last out there for 12 months, then I'll come over for your one-year anniversary. What about six months? No, because if you don't make me go out there and then, like, move, like, the next month or something. That would, that would bother you, right? Well, then you'd make me go someplace else. Well, that's true. So, you know, no reason. Hey, to at least I'm not making, at least I'm not moving to Orlando. Can you imagine if I asked you to come and see me in Orlando? There's no way. I wouldn't want to move to Orlando anyway. Do you know how many people would hit you up to stay at your house to go to iCast if you moved to Orlando? Oh, my gosh. Did you see they're doing iCast um, online this year? It's virtual iCast, I'm assuming. What I want to know, though, is how are they going to sport their iCast lanyards online? Well, that's a, Wait, so how is this going to work? I don't know. All I saw is I saw the advertisement for... Um, Do you know what makes online, no sense? Online, <laughs> iCast online. What makes no sense to me is that, first of all, to me it didn't make sense why they would have ICAST in Orlando, which is one of the most landlocked cities in the state of Florida. Then I really didn't understand when they originally said that this year they were interested in moving ICAST to Las Vegas again, all right. which makes even less sense. All right, let me, let me run this by you. Okay. The people that plan ICAST, what are the chances of them living east of Federal Highway or west of Federal Highway. Oh, damn it, dude. Why you got to do that to me? Because I just, just a friggin' dude, perspective. you're really going to do me like that? I'm just saying, if the person that friggin' coordinated ICAST lived in east of Federal Highway, they'd probably have it in more of it, like maybe BMR or someplace like um, the convention center. The Miami, I was going to say the convention center. Convention centers that are on the water over here. They got one in Lauderdale. They got one in Miami. Right. I just feel like that would make more sense. Well... You do also have to realize that that's a bunch of bass fishermen. But I mean, still, it's... Well, like, the bass fishermen love Orlando. There's probably some phenomenal bass fishing in Orlando, I bet. A lot well, of freshwater lakes. Well, I'm just saying, bass fishermen in Orlando, you know... That kind hand of, in hand. That goes in harmony. Speaking of bass fishermen, we got to get Shane Purcell on here one day. Shane man. don't want to come on. At all? Well, I asked him, I says, do you want to do a podcast? He's like, yeah, not really. Well, I wonder why. He just, he just ain't into it. I was bummed he wasn't at uh, LunkerCon last year. You wanted to hang out with him. I like Shane. I like Shane a lot. How can you not like Shane? He's just a likable dude. He's, he's, just, he's just a laid-back guy. He's a cool guy to talk to. I, was, I mean, Billy and I were talking to him for like 30 minutes that last time. You know, it was great. So dude, that's the whole idea of doing LunkerCon is to meet guys like Shane. Yeah. Real guys. Doing real so. things. Well, Shannon, if you're listening to this, if we can't get you on the podcast, at least come to uh, one of the events. Because he lives in Miami, doesn't he? Now, Shane, he'll visit you in Cooper City because he lives <laughs> on a plantation. 
That's just I thought he lived in Miami. No, he got a nice new crib out in Plantation. Oh, he moved? Yeah. Because he used to live by Aventura, I remember. Right now, he's out of that rat race, is into the Plantation area. I think he's really happy. I would be a Plantation. So he's not, he wouldn't be far from me and Billy then. Right. So I said, you guys are damn near neighbors now. My gosh. Could you imagine Shane Purcell and having You might run into him at Costco out there. You know that Costco? It's halfway between Plantation and Cooper City. That's probably where you're going to run into him at. I mean, hey, what a better person to run into Costco at then? That's real guy stuff. Dude, I'm not going to Costco. You don't like Costco? Dude, it's fucking west of Federal Highway. Dude. When they put a Costco down here on the beach. You'll go to it. Then I'll go to it. Or even on US 1, I'll go to it. But if I got to go west of US 1 to go grocery shopping, are you kidding me? Dude, I love, I'm all about the coast too, but you know, in this case, I got to do what I got to do. But I'm still going to check out that place on the beach, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I actually am. I mean, hey, if there's a chance, I'm just saying, if there's a chance. Well, you should at least keep your eyes open. That's what I'm saying. If there's a chance, that's not a bad gig, dude. If you do get the place on the beach, you're still not allowed to get a mount or a pool table. No, I'm not. Um, but I will expect a visit from you. You will see me. I'll be. I'll beep every day I go by you on my way to Hull Over. <laughs> hey, Busaka, what's up, dog? And you know you can give me yeah. on that dog oh, yeah. and all that kind of thing. Yep. It's a really like east a federal thing to do. <laughs> you gonna end the podcast? Do you start at the end? I'd like to end. I'm gonna. Should my ending be longer than my intro? I what would. do you think? I would. All right. Well, listen. Thanks for listening to the Real Guy Podcast. I'm Stephen Busaka. That's Captain Jeff. The Lunker Dog. Very good. This is a podcast for real guys by real guys. Thanks for listening. And run that dog. And run that dog. <laughs> <laughs>